you are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a lot to get to today. As always, thanks for making this um, your first listen of the day. All right, we're going to talk a little bit of Arizona basketball. We're going to talk a little bit of Arizona football with the spring game coming up. But first and foremost, let's talk a little bit of U of A hoops. And I know that a lot of people are asking, what's the deal with Ben Matherin? What's the deal with Christian Coloco, Dalen Terry across the board? Now, a lot of preseason uh, rankings have come out and people people saying that this team's going to be this, this team's going to be that. Nobody knows. So again, it's awesome and it's flattering to see Arizona in the top 10 again in a lot of different preseason prognostications. But again, nobody knows. So let's look at this roster and let's see who we could see coming back, who might not be coming back. All right, Ben Matherin. Now, the only thing that a little is a little odd is that he hasn't declared yet, but you also need to remember that this is also a player that likes the college game. I would be surprised if he came back, but there are some people saying he's given it some thought. Probably should mark him down as a big tr- leaving right now. Again, generally the rule is you're a top 10 pick. You go, you figure it out later. Ben Matherin is that type of player. If he's an NBA All-Star in four or five years, it certainly wouldn't surprise me. He's got that kind of ability. He's got that kind of potential. Okay. Christian Coloco. Coloco's an interesting case because he's 23 years old, yes, or 22, whatever the case may be. And generally, guys are a little bit worried about, oh, man, has he peaked by that point? Is he, you know, what, what's the deal there? It's hard to really sit here and say that he's peaked or that he couldn't benefit from coming back for another year. First and foremost, defensively, we all know that he's a monster. He can guard multiple positions, and he can, uh, you know, as we've seen, one possession he's guarding Jaime Hawkes. The next possession he's guarding a guy like, uh, um, you know, in Folly Dante. He can guard pretty much anybody he wants. Kofi Coburn, probably a better example. And... I think what's fascinating about his decision, though, is if he comes back, and this would be my pitch to him if I'm Tommy Lloyd, I would say, listen, you're you're an NBA player, but you know what you can really make yourself marketable as is a guy who can shoot because he's got a nice t- he's got a nice shot. He really does. But, you know. He's not very fluid offensively. He's got some ability, but again, he's he's never going to be a your prototypical rim rim runner. The guy like a, like a guy from Williams is going to be just because the fluidity isn't there, the hands aren't necessarily there. But if he can turn himself into a guy who can space the court, you already know what he can do defensively. Maybe he turns himself into a top 15 pick. He's a guy that I could see going either way, and I would be totally cool with it. I would totally understand either way. Dalen Terry. Now, he's another guy that if he comes back, which I would assume he is, but if he comes back, he's also a guy that is going to be the focal point of the offense. You're Now, listen, 
you'll be bringing in some other guys. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But if you're bringing in, if you've got a Dale and Terry right there, who you say, listen, you could be a 15, seven and seven guy. That's something that I think is pretty enticing for a guy like that, especially because let's be honest, anybody that's watched Dalen Terry knows that he is physically capable of doing more than he, than he has done. And, you know, that's not, that's just him, uh, you know, necessarily taking a backseat. That's just him that, you know, that's kind of how he plays. He's got a little bit of that Scotty Pippen. He's got a little bit of that Corey Brewer to him and that he can do a little bit of everything. Again, I don't know that this is going to be a situation where he's going to, you know, be that guy that is going to come back and bit 20 game up, but he's certainly got that potential. He certainly does. Now, one thing though, that you don't have to worry about is built bar. All right. I've been trying to put on some muscle, probably not really showing, but you know what? At the end of the day, it's still fun. And built bar is where I like, I don't like eating good food to be honest with you or healthy food. I like eating uh, a lot of fast food. Built bar has changed the game for me. I'm able to eat built bar. I like the blueberry and it's basically switched up everything for me. I like built bar a great deal. You guys should like built bar too. All right. Now talking about how Arizona could possibly finish out this roster. You're going to have a lot of grad transfers, and I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to have two or three guys come in. Yeah, I don't know who they are, but I would imagine that they're going to be guys that could really play because Tommy Lloyd has restored Arizona basketball to where it's a sexy place to be, and he's also put Arizona on the map as a place that is a very players-friendly program. He's been able to do all that, and quite frankly, it's uh, you know it's it's brought Arizona basketball back to where it belongs, and. There's really no other way that you can put it with Lloyd. Now, I think that uh, it's going to be interesting to see. He's got to get scores and he's got to get quicker. There's just no doubt about that. You've got, again, against uh, Houston, you know, Justin Kyer, Kirk Creesa, as good as they've been all year, just weren't quite up for that challenge. So that's certainly something to keep an eye on. Now, we got the spring game Saturday. So let's talk a little bit of spring U of A football. Okay. So let's just start at the quarterback position. Jaden Delora is the guy that everybody's going to have their, uh, uh, that's going to be looking at. He comes in here. He's not really a, oh, dude, trust us. He's good type player. He is good because you can look at it and you know that he was the Pac-12 freshman of the year. They don't just hand those awards out. So you know he's good. But behind him, Ben, is it going to be Noah Fafita? Now, we talked about it a little bit uh, in the previous show. Noah Fafita's only drawback to me is that he's five foot eight. He's not five ten. He's not five eleven. He's about five eight. But other than that, this kid can play. And if you just watch him on the football field, his arm strength checks, his maneuverability checks. He's got basically everything that you look for from a quarterback, except for the height. There's something there with that kid. And again, it'll be interesting to see exactly what he uh, what he's able to bring to the table. Jordan McLeod, the other one. McLeod is a fine long-term backup. I'm not thrilled about him starting, um, but he showed last year that he can move the ball up and down the field. And he's not necessarily a guy that you have to tighten up the entire playbook like you did with a Gunner Cruz or a Will Plummer. He can go out there and he can... You know, he can wing it. The problem with him is he just wasn't able to get the ball in the end zone. All right. Running backs. Jonah Coleman is the guy that is flashed, a guy that I really like and I would really keep an eye on. He is about 5'9", 
probably about 215 pounds. This could be the epitome of a guy that's probably a little bit underrated, mainly because, you know, kids from California, kids from Texas, sometimes you can't just rate them all four stars. So sometimes these guys get underrated a little bit. He looks that he looks like that guy to me. He also looks like a guy that it wouldn't surprise me at all if by midseason he's starting. He's got a little bit of J.J. Taylor in him. He's probably not quite as shifty as J.J. Taylor, but he's also probably he also can run through tackles much better than J.J. could. So that's a guy to really keep an eye on. Then the wide receiver unit, Jacob Cowing is the best player on the team. He's the UTEP transfer. Everybody knows who he is, but. I would look for him, assuming the Arizona passing game is uh, competent, I'd look for Jacob Cowling to be able to get you, what, 1,100 yards, 1,200 yards. This is a guy that should play in the NFL, and he's shown that type of ability. The coaching staff certainly has that kind of faith in him. Opposite him is probably going to be Totora McMillan. Everybody knows about him. Very rare recruit for the U of A to get. Five-star kid um, out of Servite and... You know, honestly, this is the type of player that this is the type of player that Arizona hasn't had. He's a jump ball threat. He can get out there. He can make a lot of different plays for you. I would imagine those are the two receivers that I see being locked in right there. Then you've got a lot of other guys. Kevin Green, USC wide receiver decommit. Little on the short side, but man, he can play. And it's it's he seemingly every single game has a touchdown. And that is a certainly something that I think is fun to watch if you are the Cats, because he is he's a guy that another guy that he's been in short supply. Get it, get it, get it. Terrible. But uh he's certainly a guy to keep an eye on. Dorian Singer also. Uh he flashed at the end of last year. Chandler kid. Um, he it's gonna be hard to keep him off the field, mainly because of what he did last year and the fact that he's also proven. So those are certainly guys to keep an eye on. We'll get to the line here in just a minute. But I want to tell you about Bet Online Sportsbook. All right. Say you're listening right now and you're like, Mike, you're really talking up the cats. I think the cats are going to be good this year. Where can I bet? Bet Online Sportsbook. Now, there you would go there and you would find, uh, all right, where, does Ari- where do they have Arizona right now as far as uh, over-unders, this and that? If you like Arizona on the over, go to Bet Online Sportsbook. If you like them on the under, go to Bet Online Sportsbook. They're really where it's at right there. Check them out. We will be right. Let's see here. Let's talk a little bit about the offensive line now. All right. Last year was a little difficult for me. A lot of people wanted to judge the offensive line. They're like, ah, so-and-so stinks. So-and-so stinks. But to me, there's a little bit more to it in play. First of all, in Gunnar Cruz, you had a quarterback that just not Pat Power Five good. He what didn't look to throw the ball downfield, and he didn't, you know. And there's a reason none of the wide receivers wanted him out there. Quite frankly, Will Plummer different. Will Plummer had no problem going downfield. Will Plummer, I think, just had an issue reading defenses, and that there were a lot of times when you would see guys right in front of him, and he wouldn't throw it to him. So maybe quarterbacking didn't come as naturally to him as it did for a, uh, you know maybe Jordan McLeod, but the offensive line is obviously a little bit of a mixed bag, but the one guy to keep a close, close eye on is going to be Jonas Savanea. Now he got a little bit overshadowed with all of the other players that came in, in this class, all the other five star, four star kids. 
up and down the ro- up and down the roster. But if you were to ask me who is going to be the player that sticks out the most, that maybe has the most long-term potential, it wouldn't surprise me at all if it's Big Jonah. He came in here and Jed Fish, I think, put it really well when he said, you rarely see a kid that's 330 pounds carrying it the way that he does. And again, he's not fat at all. This is a guy that's actually somewhat slim when you look at him. Um, he is, uh, he's a different, he's a different guy. And I think that he's going to be a player that's going to be able to probably start from day one. You don't see a lot of guys like that, that start from day one, but big Jonah is that type of guy. And I think the Jed fish essentially indicated that without saying it, that, you know, Jonah's going to be in a line for a lot of reps. They coach him hard. You generally coach players hard when you know that there's something about them that they can really do that's a little bit different. And so that's the guy to really keep an eye on. All right, coming up tomorrow, we're going to be talking about the water, talking about the defensive side of the ball. And there's a lot of different avenues. You got a new defensive coordinator. You got new players across the board. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a little bit of U of A basketball as well. But as always, thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats.